Welcome to My One Question Is. This is a monthly podcast at the intersection of art, race, story, and hope. We're calling it an adventure and listening. We're asking questions. We're amplifying voices in the Akron art community. We want to break down cultural barriers through art and conversation. I'm Laura, and they're Jesse. Let's get started. Welcome to What Did We Learn Today? The show where we debrief, recap, and reflect on what we just heard. Join Jesse and me as we have a chat about what we learned from this month's podcast episode featuring Cheyenne Eagleheart on the topic of wisdom. Is this the bonus episode this time? I don't know. What did we learn, Jesse? What did we learn? You start on this one. Hmm. What did I learn from this episode? I'd have to say that, and I tell people this all the time, I tell my students this, and I tell everybody this, if I knew how personal my life's work would be, I'm not sure I would have chosen it. Um, because, you know, listening to the story of Cheyenne, like the story of how we learn to work together is such a beautiful, amazing story. And it's also so very personal because, you know, this woman rolled up in my life, started, she led with her vulnerabilities and I had to do the same. Like I eventually had to cave and participate in that. And I fought it for a while. Like I'm a journalist. I just need to stay over here, but I'm literally sitting in a circle circle of people. Picture this, Jesse, sitting in a circle of people. It's dead quiet. And these men are talking about the first time they took another person's life for their job, for their duty, for their country. And every once in a while, you hear this noise in the silence. I wanted a silencer for my camera because it just sounded so much like, you know, I had to change the way I phrased everything. I no longer shoot pictures. I make pictures, right? (laughs) wow i think i think what i found interesting about planning and starting this episode was how much i learned about you and i've known you for two years now about and this was a really interesting episode because like you said with cheyenne you did have to be vulnerable for this and i that it was interesting it was it was exciting it was it was different to just have that personal element to the work we're doing here and also see how necessary it is to the work. And like I think you said earlier when we were talking was the listening component to it, right? It's, I feel more often than not in this that I'm asking questions to people, but with this one, I was listening to your story, to Cheyenne's to understand where that was coming from and to see those connections there. And that was, that was really nice. It's a different perspective. So, yeah, I suppose we should tell people how we know each other, Jesse. We should tell them our story. Do you want to tell, you want to do that? Oh, sure. Yeah. How do I start that? (laughs) Let's see. We've known each other for two years now, almost two years. Um, We met because I was your TA when we started doing, when I started doing my master's program 
and uh, you were teaching there. I was a TA for you for an undergraduate course. We first met over coffee in Stratford, where we were both living. Um, and after that, uh, I was your student for a semester as well, which was really exciting. Um, both your TA and your student learning from you and working with you along that. And then afterwards, that's growing when you came and said, hey, let's do a podcast. Denise wants to do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. Or the quilting first. And then we said, let's do a podcast after that. And that's it sort of grew from there. And now we talk a lot. I don't talk to any of my old professors as much. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's not even our relationship anymore. It's funny no. because like Denise is a perfect example like of and so is Cheyenne of people that I've collected through my life how is your relationship growing with Cheyenne after Vietnam um so you know after we came back that's when you know that's when everything was published right so then there was a lot of attention a lot more attention that was drawn to this group um, it was sort of brought out into the forefront in the community. Um, like as a result of our stories, we published stories while before we left, while we were there, and then uh, a series of them after we came back. But one of the things the paper did while we were in Vietnam was publish that this group of folks were returning from Vietnam and that they invited the community to come out and welcome these guys home from Vietnam in a way that they hadn't been welcomed home before. So we got off the plane and I, and I was the only one who knew this was happening. And so I, I, uh, there's, there's photographs of this that are so amazing where I ran out ahead of everybody. Cause I knew that they were going to be surprised by what was waiting for them at the airport. You know, they thought their loved ones or their children or whoever were going to be there to pick them up at the airport and, um, oh, it's hard to talk about getting choked up. Um, there were veterans there from all wars of all types in uniform. There were banners and flags and um, this just this massive crowd of people to welcome them home from Vietnam. Um, because for most of them, when they returned home from Vietnam, they were not welcome because America was against the war by the time a lot of them came home. So they were, you know, baby killers, they were traitors, they were, you know, all these things. And, um, and, you know, the, the police escorted them <laughs> back to the church. It was just this big production and this big, amazing thing. So how did that change my relationship with Cheyenne? I think we just both realized that like showing up to this process, like, created all this magical healing, you know? And so as this continued and as this, you know, like when we came back, all the men's lives changed, right? Some of them started working with veterans. They'd never done stuff like that before. They started um, volunteering or working at the veterans uh, shelter, that sort of thing. But they all kind of got more active in the veterans community. And, and contrary to what I thought before we left, which was if there's anything that happens while we're gone, you guys have the complete right to veto it. If there's anything you don't want published, let me know. And unanimously, when we got home, all of the veterans, their spouses, Cheyenne, they all said, just publish it all. Like, 
they all said we don't want to we don't want to veto anything and it's hard to put it into words but like whatever whatever happened as a result of you know all the effort that all of us put into this experience like none of the other things mattered right the fear of was I going to misrepresent them the fear of them trusting me like that was all gone after the experience that we had together um and so you know I went on to write a undergraduate thesis on uh alternative methods of healing post-traumatic stress especially uh through storytelling and um and then I did my master's thesis on media framing and soldiers. And then I went on and made a film about uh, military deployment to Afghanistan, made a really successful actually documentary. And Cheyenne helped me through every step of all of those things, right? Because she would reinforce all these experiences. And, and she also taught me how being somebody who listens, you know, she calls it a person of strong heart, but being a person of strong heart you know, she came to me one day and she said, oh, well, how do you cope when you take on all the weight of all these people's stories? Like how, like, that's really difficult. Um, like that's going to affect you in some way. And so she helped me to learn how to cope with that um, and when to seek her assistance and when to seek her help with that. Um, but I didn't even know that I needed that help until she told me, you know what I mean? Like I was just showing up to life and saying yes and, and accepting the sacred honor of hearing these stories. And um, so I spent a lot of time at the Redbird Center, just listening to Cheyenne and listening to um, her story and her history and understanding where the contempt for journalism comes from, where the contempt for, you know, the, and the trust, the lack of trust and, and um, you know, and, if it wasn't that year before we went to Vietnam, in Vietnam, <laughs> you know, under many situations of duress and difficulty and stress. And, um, you know, we became great friends in that time as well. So yeah, she's just continued to be a big part of my life, even up until today, like, um, you know, the Akron Art Story Project, the quilting project is like this culmination of all these amazing people in my life coming together. Um, and knowing what I know from that very first experience with these veterans, that something magical happens when people get together and tell stories, that there needs to be somebody there to catch everybody because it can be difficult and it can be uncomfortable. And there are needs and situations that need to be addressed. And, you know, in Cheyenne's tradition, they have a way for all of that. They have a way for um, responding to people. And so, you know, when we first started talking about this quilting project, I said, yes, let's do that. But we can't do it without Cheyenne Eagleheart. I wanted to ask one more, though, um, what we've asked uh, Cheyenne and what we asked is Denise. But um, I think you touched on it already a little bit. But to sum up is uh, what do you think is the most important thing about working cross-culturally? Oh, so many things. Um, I think if I had to choose just one, I would say listening. Um this experience with Cheyenne, with these veterans, with anybody who's hurting, with anybody who is like vulnerable in any way to me as a journalist, to society, to their outstanding community. Um, it's so important to listen 
and understand where that person is coming from, you know, because a lot of our lives, we treat each other like we're all the same. And I think we get taught to do that. We get taught to respect each other all the same and treat each other all the same. And, you know, if that person acts this way, well, they don't have manners. And if that person acts this way or like, you know, we, we assume that everybody follows the same social norms. And the truth is, um, that's not the case. You know, everybody comes from somewhere different. Everybody has their own struggles. Everybody has their own culture, their own history. Um, and understanding all of that is where you find common ground with people, right? Because even though like Denise Harrison, for example, you know, she's a, a black woman in academia in America I don't know anything about what that's like, what that experience is like, because we know each other's stories. We can share the experience of knowing the things that are difficult for each of us. Right. And the same with Cheyenne. Right. Um, And I think that's the result of listening. That's the result of paying attention. Um, This whole experience, this whole relationship, meeting Cheyenne Eagleheart has fundamentally you know, changed the way I look at how I work, um, but also my life personally in a big way. Love it. Whew. That seems, that's good. (laughs) My one question is, is funded by a technology grant from the John S., and James L. Knight Foundation's 2021 Knight's Art Challenge. All funding for the project is being handled by the Kent State University Foundation. We are grateful for their partnership and generosity.